Oh, what? Oh, well, and, and I, I say that, but I read Fellowship in my hyper fixated phase. Yeah. So it was, I read it in the seventh grade. Okay. And I slugged through it because I was, what, 12 when Too I read much. it? Yeah. I was like, this is, and that's why I didn't pick up the other two. Well, he breaks a lot of rules. Like he puts the slowest, longest chapter. Yeah. Now I, in the middle of many meetings, he sticks it yeah. right in the middle of the fellowship. Yeah. And I, I did find, and, and it's, it's a podcast on Spotify, but it's almost like an audiobook version of a guy reading it. But while he's reading, like if he's exp- if he's explaining a party scene, you can hear the party behind him as he's yeah. reading. You can hear other voices in the background, and mm-hmm. then you, while he's saying Frodo said blah, blah blah blah, this guy as Frodo is saying the words. Yeah, and it's it's almost more immersive. Okay, and I was listening to that, and I got about eight chapters in. Because each chapter was an episode. And what was that? Um, I mean, it was just the fellowship. I mean, is it an audio book? I'm not sure. I think maybe it was an audio book, but that should not have been okay. a podcast. But it was. It's like someone may have taken it and turned it into a podcast. podcast. Okay. Um, but it's still up, and I just haven't gone back to it because I I can't. If I listen to it, I zone out while I listen to it. Yeah. Okay. So. Now, can you? See, I struggle. If I watch a movie before I read the book, then I'm I'm done for. Like all my creative juices are shot because when I when you introduce me to Bill, I see yeah. Bill from the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I still have my childhood Frodo, I guess. Yeah. And my childhood Sam that I pictured. Yeah. But like now when a kid picks those books up, they're gonna picture Elijah Wood. Yeah. You know? but, uh, Which honestly I'm not mad about Elijah Wood as Frodo. And I'm definitely oh, not mad about Sean Astin as Sam. Right, it works. Yeah. Because Sam uh, is... His blue eyes are creepily blue. Yes, I don't. Are. I don't. Elijah's. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't think I actually have an example where I watched a movie before I read the book. Okay. Um, I was trying to think if I had an example of that, but I don't think I have one. You don't really like... You don't like movies. I don't watch as many movies. It's if it's what well, I mean, you said, if it's famous, you don't like it. If everybody's on board, you're off. Well, in yeah. the, in but, like the Duffer Brothers, but uh, yep. I can't get him to watch Stranger Things for anything. Yeah, he yeah. will not I mean, watch it with me. That's that's part of it, but in the, some, and in some cases, I actually don't watch. I'll usually watch a movie if I really enjoyed the book, but I expect to be disappointed. The good one, because you one know that, how you know when they when they try to turn. Part of the disappointment when they turn a book into a movie is the things they can't include that you wish they would. Yeah. But part of the, I think part of the disappointment is actually what you just alluded to, and that is you have a if it's a good, well written book, you have this, you have a picture, you have a movie in your mind. Yeah. And that movie doesn't live up to your standard. Right. So therefore, you're disappointed. Now, Lord of the Rings was close. I mean, it was as close. Yeah. Yeah. I went into that. They did. Like, okay, this is uh, this is as close at this moment in time that this guy Peter Jackson could get. Yeah, and they did. They did a good job with it. But I'm just, I'm, you know, I think that's actually. It's not just the the things they didn't include. You wish you would. I think it. I think a lot of it has to do with. When people watch a movie and they're disappointed that it's not like the book, what they mean by not like the book is it's not like they picture in their head. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone has a different opinion. John, tell us how you feel about the Hobbit movies. Oh, it was a disaster. Total disaster. There was no sense to there was no sense of making that into three movies. What oh, that should have been an hour and fifteen minute movie. Yeah. That was a disaster. The shortest book It was making was money by filming people fight. Yeah, the shortest book was spun right. into three three movies. Yeah, me and my dad went to see it on Christmas Day with Ty, and um, Dad leans over to me and he's like, "I don't think this is right." And I was like, "No, nah, it's not." So, but it's no. good to be here with you, Dad. You know, I mean, <laughs> just sit back and enjoy the experience and yeah, try not to de- to think too much about it. It should have been a nice, simple. Um, mm-hmm. You know how Downton Abbey is presented at the theaters. You know, you just go. And yes. It's, it's not going to be anything earth shattering. And no, it's just know. you go and you. And you that's enjoy the way it, it. should have been. It, yeah. You know, it should have been just a nice. It should have been tea time at Downton yeah. Abbey, except with dwarves. It's a and, good story. Yeah. You know, when the thrush knocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of. But anyway, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Did you ever 
when I was a kid, we watched some BBC adaptations of the Chronicles of Narnia that they carried at the library. Uh, I didn't see that. Okay. Didn't see that. I mean, it was it was the quality you would expect if you say the BBC did an adaptation yeah. of. Now I loved uh, uh, I loved you know, Narnia. I, I cut my teeth on reading with Narnia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know anything about Disney until I was like twelve. Because I was in C.S. Lewis and Tolkien world the whole time. Yeah. yeah. But um, not a bad place to be. But when I went and saw the Narnia movies, I felt like I was watching. To me, it felt like I was looking at Thomas the Tank Engine. Just, yeah. There was no digital grading really. Everything was too colorful, and I don't know. It just didn't well, the, seem... well, it is Disney, and their main target audience is children. Oh, Narnia! Disney did Narnia. Yeah, that's a Disney movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I never I never realized... The whole time I knew I was in a theater, in a seat, in Statesville with a, a large drink. Yeah. And eventually I was going to have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in a really good movie... You're not aware of that. That bladder can get the size of a basketball before you're aware. You're about to wet your pants and you yep. have to go pee. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. I, I just looked it up and this may have something to do with why, why you weren't familiar with it. As a BBC television show based on the Chronicles of Narnia, yeah, that started airing in 1988. Oh, okay. so it might have been after. That's twelve. You know. Okay, well maybe not then. Um, I was gonna say it was it was you know I can remember getting it on VHS from the library as a kid, you yeah. know, and watching it. But anyway, what episode is this? Sixty-five. Sixty-five. What's up, guys and gals, and welcome to. Episode 65 of the What Makes Us Human podcast. Today, we are not talking about Tolkien and Lewis, old Jack Lewis, also known as Clive Staples. We are actually talking about what, Jared? Shopping malls. Shopping malls. That's right. I told my wife, I think we're doing malls. And, you know, I was watching, I I wrapped up the latest season of Alone here recently and uh, where they go out in the wilderness i think she thought i was talking about like being mauled by a bear <laughs> you know? oh okay. shopping mall shopping mall or yeah i mean depending on if you pronounce it with enough of a southern draw Malls. it sounds like the the instrument you use to split logs with as well oh mall, mall. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah shopping malls so yeah you so you grew up and i and i did too to some extent at least when i was a kid you grew up in the heyday of the shopping mall yep. in the United States. I worked there. So what What was your experience with the mall Oh man, as a kid or as growing up or even as a teenager, whatever? This will be a long answer, man. Okay, that's fine. Uh, it's, it's kind of an onion. I thought about, I wondered about that. I don't know if you'd ask me, but yeah. so I actually have a little bit of an answer prepared. It's a little bit of an onion. So my mom, she used to work for Traveler's Insurance years and years ago when okay. I was a wee little fella. And um, when she would be, she'd work late or she'd have an overnight where she'd have to go down to Charlotte or something and stay for a conference, whatever. Me and dad would go to the mall for supper. Okay. Uh, and there was a McDonald's right there. So I grew up in Greensboro and there's a big mall there. Uh, called Four Seasons Town Center, right off of Highway Forty, I Forty, and um, we would go there at mall once or twice. I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with the Greensboro Mall. But we would go there, and the, to, there's a big McDonald's in there with a big seating area and the old wrought iron chairs that were painted green yep. that you could spin and stuff. Um, and we would go there, and then we would go to the... Dad liked to paint with oil painting, oil-based paints. Okay. He watched Bob Ross and uh, Julian Alexander, and he got pretty good at it. And uh, anyway, we get something to eat, and we go to the oil painting store, the hobby store, and get a couple of paints for him. And then we shoot over to KB Toys. Oh, yeah. And I would get the latest Star Wars figure. If he was feeling good, I'd get two of them. But I wish I'd go back, but I don't open that! You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then that McDonald's moved out for some reason never understood that and this place called mr dunderbox moved in okay and it was german and it was so good german food interesting and me and dad would uh, we would go and get german food and then go up to kb toys but once i hit 14 and a half um dad said you know now you can get an application a permit to work now it's your 14 and a half so we went and got me my permit 
And this fella named Mr. Kaiser, we always called him Mr. K, he owned the Chick-fil-A on the, on, in the food court up on the third level. And I applied and got in and was introduced to adult world very quick. Absolutely. At 14 and a half and $4 and a quarter an hour. <laughs> um, and I stayed there. I stayed at my first job. And I stayed there seven and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Saw a lot. Learned a lot. I yeah. learned a lot about myself and a lot of it wasn't good. But a lot of a lot of today, when I think back, it's lessons from in that little itty bitty Chick Fil A. You know, Mr. K, if you're listening, I'd like to talk to you. I got some thanks to give you. But uh, that was a he was a good man. He could have fired me really good one day, and he didn't. He took me out back and he said, "Talk to me. Let's talk." And he talked with me. Um, so he's a good guy. He's a great, great Christian guy, real mentor. But um, so the the mall was pleasure. It was work. Um, I met a girl there. I broke up with a girl there. Um, so yeah, it's a, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The things I remember from, so when I was a kid, there was actually still stores in our mall and, and we'll, we'll get to that, but, uh, not that we're going to focus a lot on our mall, but we'll, we'll get to, we'll yeah. get to where malls are today. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely somewhere that I loved to go as a kid. It at the time had the only Chick-fil-A, you know, there was no standalone Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It was, it was, it was Chick-fil-A in the mall. There really even for us, for this one here, it's not a very big mall. There really is, wasn't even much of a food court. There was just Chick-fil-A. Just Chick-fil-A. And then there was a place in the middle that kind of did like sweet stuff. Yeah. And that was it. Sweet and nutty. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've ordered from that. I got to say real quick, I have to say, since you brought that up, uh, I first laid eyes on my precious wife inside the kitchen of the Chick-fil-A at Four Seasons Town Center. Okay. See, her, her friend came to introduce her to me, and I'd been there for 12 hours. I had greasy hair. I smelled like grease. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. And we went out to Waffle House after we closed. But I first laid eyes on my precious wife in the kitchen at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, anyway, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so, yeah, I, the places we always wanted to go when I was a kid at the mall was, again, KB Toys. Right I guess, next, yeah, okay, yeah. It was right next to Sweet and Nutty, too. It was across the way. No, it was literally right. You walked up the steps into KB Toys on the left. Okay, well, maybe I'm, maybe Sweet Nutty moved at one point. I don't know. Across from KB Toys was a music store. Not not across that direction, across the other direction. When I showed up, KB Toys was right across from Foot Locker. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Foot Locker. And you're thinking of, it wasn't a music store then. This is so 90s, man. Oh, it wasn't a music store 90s. then. It was the arcade. Yeah. It became a music store That's later. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and yeah. all of our listeners don't care at all. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> but this is so late 80s, early 90s. So KB Toys and a place called Pet Pros. Yeah. Pet, the pet store. I remember when we got a dog from they, that pet store. They let you hold the puppies. Yeah, they did. You want to go in and see all the dogs and, and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty typical mall. Much smaller than the one in Greensboro, obviously. But... You know, a few anchor stores, Sears. When I was a kid, it was Sears, JCPenney, Belk, and Peebles was briefly there. And then that, when Peebles left, there was never anything really in that yeah. that space again. Now, there were toys in the late, in the 90s that were really, really popular. Not exactly toys, stuffed animals. You remember what they were called? And you had, to, they had tags, and you got tag Beanie protection. Babies. yes. There's a store called Pines and Needles that sold. They had literal towers of Beanie Babies. Hmm. I was never into Beanie Babies, so I don't well, think I ever went into that. I was. Store. I had tons of them. So I, I grew up, uh, when I was seven and we moved, I grew up essentially across the big road, the main road you there. You did? Yeah. Okay. On up the hill. I hadn't thought about it. And so... Jared literally grew up across the street from a mall. So when I was a teen... By the time I was a teenager, at least old enough to, you know, that my parents would let me go walk around. I could walk down to Kmart, which was down the hill. And, and you know, eventually walk across Broad Street to the mall. And uh, by then, a lot of the stuff... I mean, KB Toys was gone. Um, the pet shop was gone. I hop pancakes held on for a long time. I hop held on for a long time. Radio Shack held on for a long yeah, time compared to other things. And obviously the Radio Shacks were all gone. But I was in a Radio Shack in Hickory when I learned of the death of Ronald Reagan. I'll never forget it. I was uh, 
you know, I was a computer and audio nerd, so you know, I liked Radio Shack. Yeah. But uh uh yeah, it's uh not worked in that long for a little bit. There's definitely a lot of memories as a kid, you know, Santa at Christmas time, Santa would be at the mall. Yeah. There's a lot of memories as a kid tied to the mall. Yeah. At least for, I would say millennial generation and older. Right. Uh, millennial gen X, maybe probably not even the boomers, maybe the boomers. Maybe. Cause the mall really kicks off. Well, the mall, the mall has a, we'll get into it probably later. But there's a lot of people that enjoy the mall to this day and did when I was there as a kid, opening up on a Saturday morning, and we would let this whole group of folks in before the mall opened. Yes. To walk yes. around? Yes, yes. right. Mall walkers. Mall walkers. Okay. It's level. There's water fountains. And if you hit the floor and need an ambulance, somebody's going to notice and call for you. Unless you're in our mall, then there may not and be right, anybody you're around. in an abandoned place. The only yeah. thing that's going to notice you is the cockroaches. That's right. So, so... As it relates to boomers, the mall, the indoor shopping mall really kicks off in the 1950s. Yep. There had been, you know, to some extent you have to get into the idea of department stores. Yeah. Um, And that that being a, a store... Where you could get a wide variety of things. It was all sectioned off in, in little departments. Corners, yeah. And uh, there was a 25-story department store somewhere in 1916. That is crazy. Yeah. I guess yeah. it was New York or something. I should have wrote it down, but I'm yeah. never reading that. Yeah. So you got, you've got department stores, which will play into the mall. Gimbals. You've got, prior to that, you've got the mail-order catalogs. Yes, yeah, the big Sears mail order, and those on. really held on for a long, time. long time till the interwebs. Because, again, even as a kid, we would get the J.C. Penny. My grand, my grandmother would get the J.C. Penny Christmas catalog yeah. and hand it to us and tell us to circle what we wanted for Christmas. That's, I mean, and that's and that was, yeah. I mean, what if you were going to get something, it was coming out of there, yeah, or the Kmart one or whatever. Yeah, whether or not they actually bought it there, that was at least one central place where you could go see all of it, yeah, and pick out. What you wanted. Now the world's your oyster. Yep. And based on your parents' income. So so with the rise of department stores, you start to get shopping centers. Um kind of more more maybe what we might call a strip mall, like an outdoor shopping center. Like you have Tanger to, outlets. You have to leave one store and go outside yeah. to go to the next one. Yeah, I like that better. Personally. Yeah. I like that better. Okay. So the first enclosed mall in the US was built by an Austrian born architect who had immigrated to America called Victor Gruen. Yep. Gru- How do they spell Gruen? G R U E N. Oh, okay. I had that back. So Victor was born in Austria. He and his wife were Jewish. So in the 1930s, they fled Austria and uh, moved to America. Fleeing the Nazis. Yep. In fact, the friend who helped Victor and his wife get out of the country dressed as an SS officer to drive them to the the train depot um, to try to get them out of the country. So Victor comes to America. And he has this idea because post World War II, you start to get suburbs. With as automobiles really kick off, and we didn't we, we suburbs have come up recently as well on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, because I talked about the Wonder Years. We talked about we talked about it with grilling and things, but yeah, yeah, yeah and I said that they show him grilling like three times in the intro to the Wonder Years. Yeah, Year. that's it. So, Fred Savage. So with this, people are no longer. They're, they don't have to live in cities. They can live outside of the cities because of because these neighborhoods pop up with because of advances in automobiles. You can live and work in separate places. And yeah. for that matter, you can live and shop and work in separate places. Yeah. It's not all on the mill corner. Yep. So Victor has this idea. And this this was not really the f- 
it's hard to it's hard to say specifically this is the first enclosed shopping mall, but it, it gets credit because there's a few earlier possible examples. But it really gets credit because Victor designed the mall as you and I know it, with anchor stores. Everything's fully enclosed. Uh, that's Elevated. central heating it, it, in cases where they're multi-story. Yes. Um, Central heating and air for the whole facility, like the whole setup is what we see today, what we think of today when we think of malls. Yeah. This guy created it. He opened up the Southdale Center in October of 1956 in Adena, Minnesota. And they like that. They like to call it. Uh, does it have an M in the front? What's that? How do you how do you spell it? How do you spell what? The city. Adina, E D I N A. Okay, evidently they like to say Adina. Adina, okay. Isn't that weird. I mean, I could. I was listening to a podcast recently and yeah. on this, and somebody was like, it's actually, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to be that guy. But it's comes up. Yeah. Adina. I, I, I mean, I can see that. There's a city in Ohio with a similar pronunciation. Yeah. Where it's a. a, a anyway. I guess maybe based on spelling, that would be correct because it would be a long I. I guess so. But anyway. So he designed this fully enclosed shopping mall with anchor stores, which are these big department stores we've talked about a little bit. And then, you know, the walkways and all the other stores, everything is interconnected under one roof. There's fountains and... um, I believe he had an art installation in this one. There's all kinds of things all under one roof with a big parking lot around the outside. And this sort of became the the third space. Are you familiar with this idea in like sociology? I've heard of it. Um, so it was talked about a lot with the rise of suburban neighborhoods because... As people moved out of the cities, one one space is where you live. One space is where you work. work. But that move and, and the separation kind of uh, did away with some of the social interactions. Right. So there was a lot of talk about needing a third space where people would go and interact. And shopping malls or one of the things that came to came to fill this need in the in changing America. Isn't that interesting? And the idea was massively popular. I read no, no food court yet, right? No food court yet. And are these are these stores mall only store? They can't be, can they? What do you mean? Well he he didn't create if, the, if these were all mall-only stores, he would have had to have created those stores himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So these were stores people were had already heard of. Sure. Like, if there's no Sabero's pizza. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, well, I mean, as an example, for from here in Statesville, yeah. a lot of the, the department stores that were in the mall, the anchor stores, prior to the mall being built, we're downtown. Ah, okay. So, and that was part of Victor's idea here was essentially a fully covered enclosed downtown. It's recreating the idea of going downtown shopping. All right. For people who live in the suburbs. And and the idea just it took off like wildfire. Within a decade, on average, three malls every day were opening across what? the US. A lot of that to me is um, like a lot of times when you, if you're a blue collar worker, you get, you punch that time clock. I punch my time clock. I get off work and, you know, I work 12 hours when I do work. So tomorrow I'll be there till 630 and I can't go downtown to buy anything. It's all closed. Yeah. And it's weird because downtowns, I don't know how they made it. They kind of barely did make it. Most cities, we've revamped ours a little bit, but I don't know how they ever survived because they're only open when you can't get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's always been a struggle when when there were places downtown that I wanted to go. Yeah, they're and they close at five o'clock. Yeah, you get off work and you can't. So the people that make the money that want to go spend it, they can't get to you. No. Yeah, because your hours are weird. So there's Saturday, but most of them are closed, or are only open till noon. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. So you get your grass mowed before it's hot, and they're and you get there and they're shuttering up. Yep. So that, that makes some sense. And right as the malls are really taking off, the downtowns are starting to crumble. Yep. Yeah. Okay. People moved away from the from the cities. They moved into the suburbs. Yeah. And the malls kind of took the place of that. And, yep. and the businesses moved to the malls. Interesting. And malls became more than that. They became places that companies could show off their new products. Right. There could be demonstrations. There could be craft fairs held in you know in some of the center spaces in these malls yeah they became a social hangout right and they just exploded all, all over the place and you had people it's like you said you had the the elderly ladies there looking at quilts hanging up at the quilt display and then you had all the kids later in my time you had all the kids up at the food court at night or in the arcade we had this place called is it arcade? Was it called arcade? Something something two thousand. This is before the year two thousand. Yeah. So just that that it's just futuristic. sounded so future. Yeah. yeah. Had this blue neon sign, you know, and you go in there and it's dark and all the video games and yeah, it's just yeah. So you had every every age group. Um, you know, we see the ladies in their jumpsuits go walking by real fast. <laughs> go walking by the arcade. You know, it's every age group's represented there. Yeah, and. As you get into the 80s and the 90s, the mall really takes a place in popular culture as well. Yeah. There's a lot there's, there's a lot of movies and TV shows that feature teenagers hanging out at the mall. Yeah. It's a big, it's just what you did. Yeah. By the time I was a teenager, you didn't hang out at the mall. Right. The mall was half dead. Right. But that's, see, that's so strange because it was so big for us. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile... A mall who's or that's pretty close to us, they have implemented a curfew to where if oh. you're under a certain age, you have to be with an adult over 18 after a certain time of day. Yeah, we, and most malls have implemented that. Yeah. 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 Because we treat our children like they're children and we don't treat them like grownups and people act the way you treat them. Yeah. I used to, I used to think that was a sign of a dying mall because. Initially, that's where you saw it was in dying malls where they had these signs that after 6 p.m. anyone under the age of 18 has to be accompanied by someone who's 21 or whatever. Um, but the big malls that are still still doing well and making it now have those kinds of policies yeah. as well. So, Well, I know for the one I was talking about is they did it because a lot of kids were getting in trouble. Yeah. I think some of that was an attempt to maybe address some of the... Um, less savory activities that teenagers might engage in. Um, yeah. You mean like selling and doing drugs, shoplifting and otherwise. Yeah. So there's a whole, um, I don't know what you've got prepared, but you know, there's a whole, it's kind of like Disney world at the mall. There's a whole nother world behind the scenes that you don't see as a consumer. Have you ever been in like the bowels of a mall? Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. And like the the hallways behind our Chick Fil A where I worked, you know that you could get to each store because our back door, everybody's back door went to that hallway, and then at the end of our hallway was that arcade, and then you kept going, and all of our storerooms were back in there. And you know I'd be unloading a freezer truck, and there'd be a couple kids rounding third base pretty heavily back then. I'm like, this is not the place for this, y'all. Take this crap somewhere else, you know. Um, and you got your grease trap down at the bottom. So, real quick story. I okay. I uh, I was not familiar when I first started with how the grease trap worked um, at the bottom for the everybody used. Okay. And once a month or something, this guy would come and, and clean out the main grease thing that everybody in the food court used down at the bottom where we unloaded trucks at our truck bay. And uh, they told me, John, take this uh, grease to the trap. Well, they meant our grease trap. At inside our Chick Fil A, so my little happy butt takes this hot couple buckets of grease, these big metal things. I got my big gloves on, 
and I'll wheel it out the back door and I go all the way down the hall, then all the way down the next hall, past the trash compactor chute into the grease trap chute. And I just dump 375 degree grease down this. Actually, I think I dumped it down the trash chute. I think that's what I did. But there was somebody Oops. down there and he starts freaking out, man. I went running. I, did, I mean, I, I guess it was okay. I never heard ambulances or anything. I basically just dumped 350 to 375 degree grease down there while somebody was getting all the trash. Wow. But there's a whole nother labyrinth back there that if, you know, that people have no idea because mm-hmm. um, you got storage rooms, you got uh, freezer rooms. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So do you, do you want to talk a little bit about food courts as it relates to malls? Because I, I didn't really get into that. Yeah, I so can if do you've that. got stuff with that. I can do that. All right. Okay. So uh, there was this itty bitty, this is all tongue in cheek, but I think I got it. There was this itty bitty restaurant called the Dwarf House outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all familiar with the Dwarf House? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this man and his wife ran it and he basically lived there. I mean, he pretty much, his name was Truett Caffey and he lived there the first couple of years that he opened this thing. Um, and he, he would go home and get ready for church and they would go to church together. So it was closed on Sunday. Um, well, he took this idea of his chicken sandwich to, with a buttered bun and two dill pickles, Mm -hmm. um, to the local mall. And they were like, oh, heck no. If you bring food in here, we're going to have pests. We're going to have roaches. You know, it's, there's no way we're doing this. People are going to be eating in our stores where Making there's clothing. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And and so, but he he was slick and he, he pretty much said, well, do you allow food and drink in your store as it is? And I'm like, well, no. Okay. Well, then already you've solved that problem. And they were like, okay. And he said, we're clean as a whistle. And at this point, we would be the only one. That's yeah. a good point. Because let me tell you, we could drop an atom bomb in our Chick-fil-A, but if the people next to us weren't clean, next morning we had roaches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, anyway, so he said, we're, we're going to be the only one, and we are clean as a whistle. You, he invited them to come to the dwarf house, check us out, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he talked his way into the mall. Yep. And you have food in the mall. And as we've talked about, you know, some of our big, our most downloaded episodes are on food. Yeah. With this podcast. And I've, I've, I've begun to think maybe we should just start calling it what uh, food makes us human. <laughs> you know what I mean? But because uh, we seem to get the most with that. But he brought what I'm talking about with food in the podcast and what you get at Thanksgiving if you can stay away from politics. Um, he brought that where you got Homo sapiens and Homo sapiens all but grooming and pulling the lice off one another around a table of food. Um, that interaction. He brought that to the mall. And yeah. I think he, they already had dry kindling and he threw the match in there. Yeah. And boom, you have a lot of growth. Yeah. You know? And other people saw that and they were like, well, maybe we should sell pizza and maybe we should sell hot dogs and maybe we should, you know, and, and bam, while yeah. mom's shopping to get herself some pantyhose, the kids over here. Food court Chinese food, court. food just hits different. It does, Jack. It's so good. It does. It, it hits different. Yeah. And, you know, you go somewhere like, uh, like Concord Mills, and there's just this massive, you know, it's a big, oh, yeah, like super mall. And yeah, there's a just a massive food court, and, and everybody can get what they want. Yeah, and you can all meet up at one table, and you know, you can be having pizza, and you can be having Chinese, and you know, you can be having ramen, and you know, whatever. And it was, uh, see, while you were talking, I thought of something that we had a comfort level back then that we don't have now. Because right as I was leaving Chick-fil-A, um, I don't want us to mention his name because I don't want him to, to continue with the fame. I want his name to be forgotten. But but you had a guy and another guy shoot up a high school. Um, and so we, we had a comfort level that my kids have never experienced. Yeah. Because if we, go to a, if we were to go to Concord Mills, that's in the back of my mind. The whole time we're there, is there going to be a shoot? Where's my kid at? You know what I mean? My kids are adults now, but... So it was, we had, we had a fun, a, a sort of fun on a level that kids today, they, it's sad, but, um, that I don't think they get to relax at the level that we were able to relax at. Well, I had the realization that most kids going into college now don't remember a time before September 11th, before oh, right, yeah. Yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or a time before school shootings. 
Yeah. You know? And I remember when that happened, I thought, wow, this will never happen again. And now it's a monthly thing kind of thing. But not to, I didn't mean to get dark on it. But the, the food court just added a whole nother, uh, almost like a carnival, but cleaner. That, re- that, that, you know? that really, particularly with with the teenage side of things, that really added a, this is a place you go hang out. Cinnabon. Vibe to it. Yeah. And uh, waffle fries. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I ever went to our mall was in 99 okay. when I got here. And uh, I said, oh, as soon as I hit the door, so y'all have a Chick-fil-A in here. And she said, yeah. You smell it? And I said, yeah, and they burn their oil. <laughs> You're supposed to change your oil out so often. Yeah. The whole Mr. K would be so mad if he smelled that. <laughs> but yeah, the whole mall, you could smell that chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a big mall, and right. it was, yeah, not far from the middle of it. Yeah. Right. So malls have really declined Yeah. since their heyday. Uh, a lot of this has to do with the shift to online shopping. Right. I don't think that's the only thing, but because there are stores that are doing pretty well that aren't in malls, you know, that have, you know, they're in strip malls, they're in other kinds of shopping centers, and they're they're somewhat financially healthy. Because they're doing online shopping? Online shopping. (laughs) Online shopping is part of it. Yeah, I I think a lot of business is going out the back door rather than going out the front now. But um, I just, the more I... When I go into stores now, I'm disappointed with the selection. Okay. Um, and that's, that doesn't really get into our topic here, but like I go in and I'm like, I, I'll give you an example. I needed a black dress shirt for, uh, for an event, something. And it was one of those I needed at last minute. Yeah. So I went to the only place really left in town for such a thing, which was Belk. In the mall, yeah. it's like the only thing left in the mall. And you need a you need a tall, don't you? Uh, seventeen and a half, thirty six, thirty seven, dress okay. So I could do thirty four, thirty five, but I like the longer sleeves. Okay. So they had one dress shirt in my size. <laughs> I knew that, yeah. and it wasn't black. My dad has more dress clothes than our belt has in the whole store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they had zero black shirts. Like it was, it was I mean, you know. A week later, when I didn't need it, I walked into, I think, a Kohl's or something. And, uh, you know, they had everything I needed. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's... As a, as as a, as I look at the malls around here, not just the one here in town, which is basically dead. And I think it's now for sale. Yeah. Uh, Parts of it are for sale. Belk but, is not. Belk owns their building. Yeah. But... You know, I go, you know, we occasionally go to Hickory to the mall or Winston to the mall and they're hiding it better, but there's a lot of empty spaces Oh, okay. in even those, what we think of as the nicer malls, the, you know, not the, not the big monster, you know, Concord mills, but yeah, Haynes and Winston is huge. That's a big mall. It is. And I was there last month just to use the post office to drop a package off and then I was out, but yeah, yeah that's a big mall. Yeah. And, and they're. And the, the the bigger the the big malls the the nicer malls maybe are hiding it better because they'll usually put up like a fake wall and put some kind of yeah advertisement, you know, advertisement or coming Displays soon or whatever for but, other stores within the yeah yeah place. but if you really look at oh there's there's a big blank wall that was a store you yeah. know it's so malls are dying um, my intro to Starbucks was in a mall. Okay. Haynes Mall. Okay. And I was like, excuse me, what? When they told me the price. It is it is estimated that this year one in four remaining malls will close. Okay. Um, but we've really fallen off from the heyday of two thousand seven was the first year that a new mall was not opened. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, since the kickoff in the nineteen fifty six. Okay. So, um, so prior to the recession, and then I think there was, a, I think it was like 2012 before the f- no 2016 before the first mall post recession was opened. 
but there's a lot there's a lot going on there you know there's still some call for it i mean you still have you have the big kind of destination malls are making it like the mall of america like concord mills mall of america um and they have other things you know mall of america has a theme park inside of it right like three roller coasters or something yeah and around the world there's still even new huge malls being built Huh. But here, you know, malls are dying at an alarming rate. The biggest mall in the world right now is located in Iran. It's called Iran Mall. Okay. It is uh, 15,600,000 square feet. It's not like Davie County. All of Davie County. <laughs> the Mall of America. Falls ninth on that list. It's the biggest one in the U.S., but it's ninth on the global list. Wow. And it has five million six hundred thousand square. That thing is huge. so it is, but it's a third the size of the one I ran. Um, and that doesn't count. The Mall of America is actually bigger than that, but that's these numbers are leasing space. So the the amusement park in Mall of America does not count towards okay. that. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, the destination malls are a thing, but Malls for other purposes, either being transferred or either being made into more like regular shopping centers like strip malls, um, you get fitness centers, going into some of these big spaces. Right. I think in one, one of, I don't forget which little town it is near here, where they've turned the mall into government buildings. Okay. Because the government needed, you know. Salisbury? Um, Salisbury? It's not Salisbury. Salisbury's empty. Uh, Salisbury Mall is empty. It's maybe south of one of the little towns south of Hickory or something. But um, you know they needed a big building for Department of Social Services and you know this county office and that kind of. So they just, I guess the mall was empty and they bought it and took over the mall. Okay. Um, but there's an interesting thing as we think about kind of what the future of malls is. I, I think you really have. I think the destination malls will continue. Yeah. The you go to this mall as much for the experience of going to the mall as anything else. But there's also other things there. There's movie theaters, there's racetracks, there's all you know, other things to, to bring you in amusement parks. But still there's a lot of empty space. And what, what do you do with these big empty buildings? One suggestion I found recently, and it's actually something that, our company considered with the mall here in town is warehouse space. Hmm. Both for manufacturers, but also for companies like Amazon or Walmart or, hmm. you know, the ones that actually have survived the, uh, the transition to online shopping. Okay. They need space to store all this stuff. Yeah. And there's these big empty malls. So in some cases they're being leased out, they're they're ghost malls. They're there's stuff going on. Yeah. But they're not open to the public. Hmm. Ultimately, in a way, there's retail sales going on, but yeah. they're not open to the public. Right. Um, so I think that's an interesting idea. Um what do you think with the future of shopping malls? Like what do you any thoughts on that? I, I don't know. I, I personally think that a lot of it's like every bit of open square footage available is being used for apartments now and condominiums, places to put people. You know, I thought about that as well. Um, there's the and it's, it wasn't a mall, but there's the the shift to things like Burkdale, yeah, where you have shopping on the first floor, yeah. It's all outdoors, but you have shopping and restaurants on, on, and then above that you have apartments, yeah, or condos, yeah. Um, that's certain, certainly something. Although depending on the mall, that could take quite a bit of work to convert that over. But yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like America is really we're we're kind of in between, and people are frustrated about it. On the ground level, it's very frustrating, but I think from a high up level, if you can get above the forest and look down at it. We're, it's like the West is shifting gears. Um, 
churches are emptying out because the government has taken the role of has has kind of stepped into the role of uh, some social things. Um, here in America, politics is the new religion. Yeah, um, def- by far. Yeah, um, unfortunately, churches are getting empty. Malls are getting empty. It's almost like we don't like to. We don't know what to do anymore. We're afraid to all get together, kind of. You know. Okay. Um, I say that, me and you were at a concert this weekend of forty thousand people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> But, uh, but there was a fight broke out right next to you, or almost broke out right next to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, which I predicted because the girl was completely drunk when she arrived. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think that I think we're just in a in a flux. We're in a transition period where we're socially we're we're re we're redrawing the board. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, I don't know why that is. Um, I have I've talked with two teenagers recently. And both of them told me that uh, they don't really care to go to movies because I just asked a couple of questions. And both of them said, I don't like to go to movies because I'm afraid it's going to be a shoot. Interesting. And uh, so that's that's, that's eye-opening, you know. Um, so I think I think you have a lot of teenagers today, maybe, that, maybe on the spectrum, it's kind of all or nothing. It's like, I'm going because I can get this there and I can sell this there. And then you got the other kid that's like, I ain't going because something bad might happen, you know. Um, but with Amazon and stuff, it's just, and with the price of gas, and with kids not really wanting to get their license anymore. Yeah. There's this that's, new thing where they, that's a That's a weird one I definitely don't understand. But. Well, it's, but with Amazon, maybe I do. Because like when I went, when I went to get in my car, I was going to do, to, to purchase something, hmm. you know. Um, for most us, of the time, for us, it was. I mean, yeah, we may go somewhere, yeah, but it was it was meeting friends, yeah. even if it was going to the mall or whatever. It was meeting friends yeah. to do something, to right. hang out. To, to but see, I think, but see, I think when you take the commerce out of that, you quit getting together. Okay, I, I think that's what's happened. That's we're talking. I just now thought of that. We, when you take the commerce excuse away, you sacrifice the friendships because. A lot of kids today, they don't really have anybody close, you know? And when they do have somebody close, I mean, there's a big difference. I mean, I can remember being down by the creek and, you know, opening up with a friend and being like, hey, man, check this out. I know this is weird, but let me share this with you, you know? And have you ever have you ever struggled with this? Have you ever thought about this, you know, kind of thing? Life's getting to me a little bit. But you can't do that on text. Sure. You know? And so I think, um, I think there is a... There's a little bit of a virus going around with just people not having that real core group, kind of. I didn't want to go down that road, but there's a little bit of that happening, I'm afraid, because kids are close, but then when you look at what close is to them, is text. Um, we've lost that third space, yep. and we've tried to replace it with technology, yep. but I think probably poorly so. Because technology ends up doom scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to think about, about, you know, kids nowadays in the scope of, and, and not include the last two years of struggle and sickness and everything. I mean, I, I really, I really think it's, it's taken a huge toll physically, emotionally, mental health state. Like it's, it's insane. And that's with a lot of kids, I think it's going to be hard to break that and be like, you can go back out into the world. Now you, you can, you, it's, you know, it might not be super safe, but the world's not safe. It's not, it's not, but you can, you can feel better taking that risk, I guess. Yeah. And for some kids, it's really hard. And for others, it's real easy to get back. Yeah. A lot, a lot is perception as well. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I'm not going to get any further into that, but a lot of it has to do with who are they hearing from? What are they reading? What is their perception of what the world is like out there? Right. Yeah. Because the change in the world from 1950 to now is a lot less significant than you would think. Oh, okay. 
All right. If you actually look at statistics, it's a lot less significant than you would think. Okay. But we are inundated with 24-hour news, yeah. with you know, everything at our, at our fingertips on our phone and just constant fear and hatred, et cetera. Um, and that, that impacts people. Now, we talked about kids. What about guys my age? I mean, I've, I've I always felt like they pump something into the fence at those at the mall that makes me exhausted. Okay. I could chop wood all day and have a good time and yeah. be sore the next day. But after 30 minutes in a Belks, I'm shot. Oh. That's so weird. I am exhausted. Is I don't it, know if it's is boredom. It boredom, yeah. Maybe. But you, you just lose your ability ability to stand. That's what we call it. When we okay. go somewhere where yeah, we... I gotta go sit down. Anytime he takes me into Smoky Mountain Knife Works, I'm just like, my feet get 10 pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the 40-year-old guy, I don't know. I think he's just like, ooh, I can order this on my phone. I don't have to go out there and drag it back home. You know, kill it and drag it back home. I can just order this and it'll show up at my doorstep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I get what you're saying. But I also, I mean, I don't. I don't go shopping for the sake of going shopping. If I'm going shopping, I'm going to get something. Yeah. And as long as I am engaged in the act of, you know, purchasing or looking for whatever it is I'm, I'm there to purchase. Yeah. I don't have that. Right. Now, when I was a kid with my mom in some clothing story, 100%. Yeah. But. Now, if I was single, I would, I've never really lived a, the single life for any long period of time. But if I was single, like for years at a time. And it was my lifestyle. I would have to, I'd have to go read a book in a food court somewhere or in a park, just to be around, around other people. people. Yeah, I don't necessarily have to talk to them. I don't necessarily have to, you know, make a new friend or something. I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'm more social than I realize that I am. My family points that out sometimes. Yeah, I, I have the opposite. <laughs> I will, I will, I will gladly go sit by myself somewhere with no one around and read a book and be happy as I can be. But at some point, I think we do want to be around, you know what I mean? You want to be around other people. You know? I figured out, I figured out when it became difficult to go places. Yeah. That I didn't care if I ever went anywhere. Oh, okay. So. Well, even as a kid, even as a kid, man, I would, um, I'd have a couple of days off of work or something for school and I would end up back at the mall in the food court with my book textbook from school, just because I feel like I was out doing, if I'm studying at home, it's kind of like George Costanza asking Jerry, if he can watch home alone at Jerry's apartment. He's like, why do you want to watch it here? And he says, well, if I watch it here, I'm doing something, but if I'm at home, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. 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 So I would go study sometimes at the place I worked. (laughs) I just now realized that, but uh, yeah. So now what about you, Hannah? Would you, do you like to go shopping at the mall? Yes. Okay. I do. Um, Why? It's. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't know. Really, I've never thought about it. I just know that my friends and I will, if we meet up, we're like, we need to kill time, so we're like, hey, we're gonna go walk around the mall for a little bit. Yep. And there's get an orange Julius. Uh, well, we we'll get um Auntie Anne's pretzels. Okay. Um. We'll walk into Maurice's is one of our favorite stores. So we'll look there. Always check the sale rack. Never buy anything full price if he can help it. <laughs> um, but I I do know that like after I reach a certain point and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with people. Yeah. I'm done with these crowds. I'm done trying to walk at my speed. But constantly getting stuck by people slow walking ahead of me. It's like you're in a Mr. Bean movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. and we went to Concord Mills a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I was almost to that point. Really? And I was like, but I, we. We went into, so we went into Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Because I had a gift card there. I got it for my birthday. So that was the, the goal of going there. But we're like, yeah, let's, let's walk around. So we walked around and. Kind of made the loop all the way up to the, a big loop. You know, the big other loop. the other end it's from Bass Pro loop. is the movie theater. So right. we made the loop around the movie, walked up one side and back, you know, made the loop all the way around. Stopped in a couple places, but I got but halfway through, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, I can feel myself like I'm I'm about to snap. Yeah. And he's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, and I smelled it and I'm like, pretzels. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I need something to eat now. Yeah. And I was better after that. So the mall had a little bit of, of I don't know what you call it. There's a little bit of this. There's It's all over the internet. And with in our culture now where you know certain things because you've deep dived Stranger Things or Harry Potter or so there's a t-shirt that only you would understand and the people that you hang with might get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's got a slogan on it that, okay, like the four houses, I guess, and yeah. Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Um, whereas, so at the mall, you ha you might have that. Somebody that doesn't go to your mall, they don't know about Jimmy at the pretzel stand. You right. know, that, yeah, there's all these things that, yeah. the Orange Julius. Like, my wife introduced me to Orange Julius because yeah. we didn't have that where I was. Yeah. For uh, for for us though, I think at this point, at least for me, the mall has definitely turned into that's a destination thing. Yes. So we'll go somewhere like Concord Mills. Okay. But I have zero desire. I, I really don't care if I ever there's nothing really to go to in our mall. Um, but I don't care if I ever really step foot back into Hickory Mall or the Winston Mall right. or you know, yeah. uh, even the bigger ones, because I'm like it's just now you know what I miss. Me. I miss it at Christmas. Okay, because at Christmas, so what I did from my early age, I realized real quick my first Christmas, I was like, oh, I don't, I work a job, and I, yet I don't have any money to blow on Christmas. Maybe I should save every month. So when I was sixteen, by the time I was sixteen, I figured this out, and I saved out of every paycheck. From January on through, because I, I was like, all right, we got 12 months to work with here. Let's see what we can do. And I figured out what damage I could do and then not kill me. And um, I'd put a little cash in an envelope just for Christmas. Um, and then come no, like late November, I could go on this spending spree. And I really enjoyed it because I was trying to pay attention to what my family liked and stuff. And, man, I would go below $800 in a month. And I was 16 years old, but I had my money. Mm -hmm. And it didn't hurt. And I really enjoyed it. And so there was this one night a year in around mid-December where I finished up. And I'd have to make a couple a couple trips to my little Nissan pickup to take everything and go get more. And I, and I love that. You know what I mean? And I get my pretzel with the, the mustard or whatever. You know, I mean, it's I, that was a great night. We, we and I don't have that now. We actively avoid the mall. At, at Christmas, Christmas unless yeah. we absolutely have to go. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it at Four Seasons Town Center. It was real nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. What, you know. That's what I was gonna say. When you walk now, when you walk into the mall anytime from Black Friday on, if you just stop long enough to stand still, yeah, you feel the floor, the concrete moving, floor yeah. moving because of all, all of the people. people. <laughs> and I, I am not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> But this is good memories for me. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I definitely have good memories associated with the mall as a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all the places I have good memories with are gone. <laughs> I met Richard Simmons at the mall. Okay. Yeah. I met Richard Simmons. At they were our mall or Four Seasons Town Center. Okay. So we were unloading the freezer truck and me and Shane, uh, my manager, and uh, we had heard, you know, they had been setting up for like a week straight for the weekend. They started like on a Sunday. And that next Friday night, Richard Simmons was coming to do Sweating to the Oldies live. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, anyway, this limo pulls up. And and Shane goes, oh, my gosh, dude. Do you think? And this white sneaker with a pink sock and the hairiest leg I have ever <laughs> seen. It was a tan leg, dude. Uh, the hairiest leg I've ever seen slowly. It's like out of a movie pops out and I have my hat on backwards, like a rally hat kind of, mm -hmm. and he jumps out of there and whatever you're picturing is dead spot on. <laughs> he had striped pink and white shorts that were very short um, and a tank top with sequins on it. And his, he was so hairy that his shirt wasn't really touching his shoulders. It was just sitting on the hair. You know what I mean? Like he gained 50 pounds soaking wet kind of thing. And he jumps out of there and he's like, oh, Riley Hats, have you heard the Broadway or something? And he took me by the hand and started dancing around me. 
singing this Broadway tune I'd never heard about Rally Hat. And a lifelong hatred began. No, no. <laughs> and it, but then he stopped and introduced he introduced himself to me and Shane. And we I remember Shane was like, What's up, Richard? And he was laughing and he kept shooting me this look like, I got a story now. But um and then he he, he uh, went upstairs for a minute, came back down, got a limousine and took off. He's like, See you boys. And I was like, okay, I just met Richard Simmons, and he danced around me while holding my hand. So, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, memories. Anything else on shopping malls? <laughs> the only the only thing that's ever happened to me was, you remember the, I don't know if you remember this trend from, like, five, probably five years ago, they where people would look at weird shoes or someone's shoes and be like, what are those? No. No. I have no idea what you're talking about either. Our our listeners might, but I I had someone do that to me while I was wearing my chacos. Oh really? Ooh, yeah. Chacos. Nice. I have no idea. All right. Well, that was fun. Yep. We, we can't believe we talked for almost an hour on uh malls. On shopping malls. We talked about so, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, True Kathy and Chick-fil-A, uh Richard Simmons. You if you did hashtags with this, it'd be like Two miles long. We got darkening and existential. Yeah. Nice. All right, folks. Well, you can find us on social media at WMUH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can email us WMUHpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with uh, one person that you think might enjoy it as well. Rate, like, and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Happy shopping.